but found that the U.S. spends twice as much of a share of its economy on health care as uh, comparable developed countries, but has the lowest life expectancy rate, the highest suicide rate, and the highest chronic disease burden. Welcome to the Sacramento Business Journal's annual Healthcare Leadership Forum. My name is David Lickman. I'm the publisher and market president of the Sacramento Business Journal. I have no doubt that today's discussion will be, as always, both informative and educational. We're thankful that the panelists were able to join us for this impactful conversation. And I really want to express our thanks to all of them for being here today and sharing their perspectives on the business of healthcare in our region. Each year, one of the comments I hear most often at the end of the program is, Wow, I wish we or they had more time. We're going to introduce the panel here. Closest to me is Brian Alexander, who's the CEO of Sutter Roseville Medical Center, a 791,000 square foot acute care facility. Sutter Roseville operates a certified level two trauma center, a level three neonatal intensive care unit, and the Sutter Rehabilitation Institute, the region's only facility dedicated exclusively to rehabilitation services. Next to Brian is Mark Bell, Senior Vice President, Physician Enterprise West Division for Common Spirit Health and CEO of Dignity Health Medical Foundation. He's responsible for leading the strategy and operations for Common Spirit's health ambulatory models in California, including aligned medical groups, clinically integrated networks, and independent provider associations. Next is Dr. David Labarsky, Vice Chancellor of Human Health Sciences and CEO for UC Davis Health. He oversees UC Davis Health's academic, research, and clinical programs, including the School of Medicine, the Betty Irene Moore School of Nursing, the 1,000-member Physician Practice Group, and UC Davis Medical Center, a Level 1 Trauma Center. Next is Trish Rodriguez. Since 2011, Trish has been the Senior Vice President and Area Manager for Kaiser Permanente in South Sacramento and Elk Grove. She oversees health plan and hospital operations, including a Level 2 Trauma Center, and is responsible for the provision of health care to approximately 213,000 Kaiser Permanente members in South Sacramento. Our editor-in-chief, Adam Steinauer, has been a reporter with Bloomberg News, and before joining the journal was the West Coast editor of The Deal, a financial publication focused on mergers and acquisitions and corporate financial stories. With now, I'll turn it over to Adam to lead the discussion. Thank you. Thank you, David. As I was preparing for this, I came across a study of the U.S. health system by the Commonwealth Fund that compared the United States health system to other developed countries. I'm sure you're all familiar with studies like this, but it found that the U.S. spends twice as much of a share of its economy on health care as uh, comparable developed countries, but has the lowest life expectancy rate, the highest suicide rate, and the highest chronic disease burden. I just want to get each of your take as to how the Sacramento region healthcare system is doing relative to the U.S. and why, in your view, it might be doing better or worse. Chris, do you want to start with that one? Good morning, everyone. I read the study and I was particularly interested in the statistics because we pay a lot of attention to statistics, but I think what's true for Kaiser Permanente is that our model of integrated health and the way we design our delivery system pays attention to prevention first. And that integration and the focus on getting what's most important done early, especially in prevention, helps us kind of bend the trend against those statistics as far as health outcomes. So for us, you know, that kind of staying that steady course on our model has helped us probably on the positive side of those statistics. So 
it continues to focus. Mark, do you want to take that? Yeah, I, I think that I agree with the comments that Trish had there. I think that we, I mean, I see the world a little bit differently, I guess. In terms of the healthcare delivery system in the U.S., I think it's exceptional. In terms of the physicians, the clinicians that we have, the technology, the research that's done in this country is, uh, I, I think, second to none. Where it comes up short is really in two areas. Uh, one would be the access to the delivery system. And that continues to be an issue. Continues to be an issue for some of our most vulnerable populations. This is uh, Dr. Lebarski mentioned this morning. For populations that are struggling with other clinical and subclinical issues, getting access to that delivery system has been a challenge. And, and the second uh, aspect I think we're struggling is the cost. It's simply too expensive. We're spending you know 18% GDP on our U.S. healthcare system, and I think we're just reacting. We're not spending enough of the resources that we have to go upstream to take care of our populations before they get sick. And I think that we're probably on par with that here in Sacramento and maybe even a little bit worse. Why would that be that Sacramento is a little bit worse in that regard? Well, you know, I think there's some other challenges that we have here. I mean, as we said, walking in today, you know, I think that uh, we're struggling with the homelessness issue here in California. And I do think that the cost of living here, there's a, a certainly it's it's. It's more expensive. And so that creates more challenges in terms of where you're going to spend your dollar. Sometimes healthcare is the last one at, uh, in that decision-making process. Brian? No, I agree with what everybody said up here. I think that from a healthcare delivery quality of care standpoint, we do extremely well. And Sutter has a great luxury of being in Northern California in a diverse set of communities from rural to suburban to urban. And the quality of care that both we provide and the others on this stage, I think, is second to none. And so we're very proud of the quality outcomes and what we're able to accomplish. I struggle at times with studies like this because it tends to have the perspective that healthcare costs are siloed and independent of other investments that can be made um, from a social services perspective. And so I think that if you took a look at a study that compared social, social services plus healthcare spending in the United States versus some of these other countries, you would see that there is actually a disproportionate amount of money that's spent in the United States on healthcare and extension-wise on social services through the healthcare industry rather than through a more dedicated social services safety net that many of these other countries fund. And so I think that we need to recognize that healthcare spending has a lot to do with social services spending more broadly. And in the U.S., maybe that is a bit upside down in comparison to the foreign countries. Would that say then that if we spent more on social services, that healthcare costs would not be rising at the rate they are possibly? I think there's certainly a recognition that earlier investments and more sustained investments in social services, whether we're talking about homelessness or education, can have a dramatic impact on the acuity of patients that we see from a healthcare delivery system perspective. And I think pretty much everybody in this room and on this stage has recognized that you know, upstream determinants of health are important and that we may be under or shorting the investments that we need to make in those areas. David? Most people don't know that, uh, you know, the homeless have a life expectancy 25 years less than the average, probably 35 years less than the people who are fortunate enough to be in this room who are wealthy, well-educated, and well taken care of by their healthcare systems. And that drags things down when you have food deserts uh, in large portions of this city where people can't get a healthy meal and they develop diabetes and hypertension because 
the only food they have is processed carbs laden with salt, then you end up with many problems that are easily, more easily ameliorated by actually investing in a grocery store um, or a food distribution network than in another visit to a physician and another $100 bill. So there's a lot that we could do that doesn't cost a lot of money. And at least we're trying uh, to commit ourselves. We've created something called the Anchor Institution Mission for Community Health or AIM for Community Health, and which is a full and robust desire and program uh, to elevate the educational, economic, and uh, wellness trajectory of the communities around us. And we're launching that shortly. And the reason for that is it's actually cheaper than treating people in the emergency room. And it's actually much more beneficial because the economic trajectory of the poor who are actually suffering from a lower life expectancy actually defines their health trajectory. So we're trying to go upstream. Um, we'll see if it works, but uh, sometimes you have to take some things on faith. Thank you. Thank you.